Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news questions and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer and joining me is Jeremy Bratitich. Hello. 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 Jeremy, some something something very fun happened this weekend. Um friend of the show Byron, who we've spoken of many times, came down to Melbourne uh with their boyfriend and we all got to hang out and do things together. And that was great, especially because I hadn't ever actually met Byron before. Mm. Um, and so we had a great weekend. We went and played Zero Latency with a big VR warehouse walking thing. And then yesterday I went rock climbing with Ollie. And my body is so sore. <laughs> it's so painfully sore everywhere. Like my fingers, my forearms my upper arms, my whole torso, and my legs. Yeah. And my elbows and knees. Yes. I had a great weekend. <laughs> yeah, My toes are a little bit. Is that the first like weekend out you've had in a while? <laughs> Mate, maybe years. Maybe like two years. Uh, but so, something, I, something I thought of, and I've been sitting on it because I wanted to bring it up at the start of the show, Jeremy, was you and I, we got the trainings together. Yeah. And you were talking about how you wanted to use your standing desk more and how you wanted to use it more for recording your podcasts as well. Yes. And the whole reason I brought it up is because I was like, I, I, th- I still think you should do that. Maybe I'll do that right and now. And I was going to join you in, I was going to join you in solidarity, but I'm not going to put myself through that pain today. But next week, <laughs> you and I are going to be standing up for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's much better. Now, now I'm standing. My mic's compl- uh, my sorry, my mic. My camera is completely the wrong angle. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's. I mean, uh, to be fair, my my desk is actually too tall. Let's let's just let's just bring that down a little bit. Yeah, there we go. Now I can I can pick up the mic and I can talk and walk with it. Oh you know, yeah, you're like a, a stand-up comedian. Yeah. What's the What's the deal with um video games? We got them. <laughs> video games. We got them. We played them. We're gonna talk about them. Oops. Oh my god! Uh, so yeah, how was your how was your day yesterday, Jeremy? Not oh, climbing. You know, spent it at home, played some Lego Star Wars, which I'll mm-hmm. talk about soon. Uh, ate a lint bunny in bed too quickly. Oh, oh. stayed in bed. <laughs> yes, I, I I've done something which I've never managed to do before. So you know, you are familiar with the lint bunnies. Yes, I believe maybe one of the most popular chocolates for yes. Easter. So. The shape of the lint bunnies is a little bit prone to mess in a way because the, the they, they're sort of like they go in and out of itself due to the shape of the bunny. Mm. And if you take a bite, you know, usually bits will fall inside the bunny, which is good because you get to eat those bits later. But if it falls out, that's sort of a little bit of a mess. Like similar to an Easter egg. Kind of, yeah. But an Easter egg at least is, you know, more uniformed in, in shape. You can sort of... Oh, yeah, that first bite into an Easter egg, though, where you're just like, oh. Oh, uh, yeah, first bite uh, is way uh, off. You've got no idea what it's going to be like. Um, the lint bunny that I ate, I managed to not drop a single piece of chocolate out of the bunny as I ate the whole thing. As in, like, Any no pe- piece of the bunny went into itself or no, no piece of the bunny went out of itself? No piece of the bunny went out of itself. Every piece That's great. went in my mouth or in the middle of the bunny for me to eat later. And that's, in the foil and without a plate. That's especially good considering that you were in bed. <laughs> yes. 
I was horizontal. You do not want chocolate stains in bed. No, not at all. Uh, I was very well impressed, done. then I was very sick. Yes. It was I, a dark, uh, dark, dark chocolate bunny too, so it was quite rich. Yeah, I've got... Sam was like, oh, can I buy you something? This was last week when we were buying some chocolate for Sam's family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Sam was like, oh, I want to buy this for me to have on Easter. Can I buy something for you to have on Easter? I was like, sure. Can I get maybe also a dark lint bunny like you got, Sam, but a smaller one? <laughs> Just because like, they've got the like... They got like 200 gram ones and the 100 gram ones or the 100 gram and the 50 gram. I don't know. They had like a like a big one and then a half of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just I, I'm not that big of a, a chocolate eater like goes to the kitchen for snack eats chocolate. Like that's not my bag. If I do that, I usually don't want, want to do that for like another two or three days afterwards. And so that means that like my like this lint bunny will probably be around here in a month. That I'm, I'm just gonna like eat a piece of it every yep. couple of days. I don't get that at all. I don't, it's, it's there. It's there to be eaten. You eat it. It's like it's like the point. Like I was like that was my 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 breakfast and lunch. Whoa. I mean, I get that. And like, if it was a bag of chips, like it would be gone already. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Something about something about chocolate, and and also part of it is like Sam's vegan, but also tummy gets a bit upset when they eat like coconut based vegan substitute products and so sam gets given occasionally some easter eggs for christmas and and sam takes a bite and is like oh these are delicious and then 30 minutes later is like i can't eat that ever again yeah and all of yeah. a sudden i'm left with <laughs> everything that sam couldn't eat uh, yes. from that year and I would also like to point out that I, I do have a... I've, I've begun to develop a lactose intolerance. <gasps> no. I, I don't know if you... you Probably, why would you be paying this much attention to what I was ordering yesterday uh, on, on Saturday, when, Saturday. When, when we had lunch, but I was yeah. getting oat lattes. Um, I did notice you say oat. Yeah, it's, it's, not by, it's not by choice, it's by necessity. Are you, are you, are you coping? Oh, it's sad. Um, I, I, I'm oh, going, you like cheese so much. Oh, uh, Carrie, I like old dairy. I like, I like, I like a glass of milk. I like chocolate. I love ice cream. I love cheese. Um, chocolate, sour cream, that. sour cream. So, love sour cream. Um, butter. I'm sort of just ignoring it. I'm just, I'm just refusing to accept it. So changing some things begrudgingly, but not thinking about it too much. Look, an oat latte, I I do enjoy the taste of, so I think that's all right. I I'm 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 happy sacrificing. And look, coffee already does like a number on on my body anyway. So like, <laughs> you know, minimizing that I think is is a good first step. And I mean, when you get an oat latte, like there's all that roughage in there. It's like coffee cereal. It's 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 just like having like a protein meal replacement. Mm-hmm. It's just like that. <laughs> uh, that was a bad joke, but I liked it. Um, <laughs> well, I I am sad to hear that, but also me too. I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm sure I'll be fine. <laughs> you could do this. I I believe in your in your in your in your strength to come through on the other side of it. Also, I don't know. Does that mean you're going to be basically vegan? Because you're already vegetarian mostly. Like yes and no. Like I, uh, I've been eating more vegan lately, simply because like my partner is vegan and it just makes it easier. But like, yes. uh, no but dependence. also like, 
I can, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still fine having milk. I'm not like I have a little bit of milk and then suddenly like I need to shit. Mm. It's quite the intolerance. Yes. Um, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's, um, let's talk about video games. This is the Minimap cast. We're going to talk about video games like we do every week uh, and put it up on our site, minimap.com.au, where we put other times that we have spoken about video games. Uh, you can find those times in the feed for this podcast or in the feed for uh, the pecking order where we talk about pop culture, kissability of characters, and then we rank them. That's a good podcast. We've also got Mini Disc, which is our game club ep- episodes of uh, this podcast. Uh, they're little special episodes. Uh, you can go to the website. You can go to any podcast service of your choice to find this podcast or any of those podcasts. And you can also uh, go to patreon.com slash minimapau to uh, support us monetarily if you choose to do so. Uh, we also, also wanted to say thank you. What? The, also, I've been putting clips on Instagram and also TikTok, which is hilarious because I found a service that posts both at the same time. And I was like, well, oh. mine is working well. Um, I think that's going to be the thing that gets me on TikTok because I haven't I haven't installed it yet. You don't need to. You got, can got to bump up those numbers. <laughs> uh, yeah, both of those are at Minimap AU. So are those the recasts that we're putting on Twitter or yes. other things? Okay, yes, the recasts. Sick. Uh, we also wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv music as the music for the Minimap cast. Uh, you can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Jeremy, would you believe that that was all off book? Nice. You didn't even have the, the you didn't have the thing open. No, I'm looking at my notes for the topic of the show for later in the show, which I don't need, and now I need to look at my notes now anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was all off book. Nice. Uh, Jeremy, last week you regaled us with your tale of your first moments with Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Regale us with the tale of your next moments with Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. So I've played I've played a fair bit more of this game now. Um, I have completed uh, episode two and episode seven and episode eight, and I'm in the middle of episode three. Um, right. Yes. Are you yes. just leaving the original trilogy for last? I'm just sort of doing whatever I feel like doing. Um, mm. I think I think I think my most nostalgic moments for Lego Star Wars are the, is the, the the prequel trilogy specifically totally. that first game. That was, you know, that was the first one, and that was like a really, like, really good and fun game. And also, those were the movies that were coming out when we were growing up, um, if not a little bit prior. And the Lego Star Wars number two game, the one that was the original trilogy, was also very good as well. Um, that was still like a really good game, but like, it, it, it just wasn't the first one that we played. Um, but the reason I've been doing the sequels is because I think I mentioned last time that like these are these are moments in Lego game like history of me playing that I've never experienced before, and it's interesting to see them adapting um the newer movies um for two reasons: one because it's all new in terms of like I don't know how they're gonna tell this story, like you have an idea of how they're gonna tell it from the previous ones. Oh, but this is interesting because, like, there's a lot more downtime, I want to say, in these movies. There are still the action sequences, 
but say take uh, take Last Jedi for for instance. There's a lot of there's moments. Ray and Luke on a rock. There's there's a lot of conversation and there's a lot of like them trying to figure out like you know like everybody just trying to work each other out, um, which is funny in a logo game because it's just like dialogue. Yeah. Um, and so the level so that so I found out there are five le- five missions per world. Sorry, per movie. In, in this game. For all of the movies, they've only got five missions each. In The Last Jedi, um, there is Canto Bite is one of them. There's Crate at the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, there is... It's got to be one on the on the, on the the main ship, enemy ship. Yes, yes. There, there, is, there is one where you uh, fight Phasma. Um, yep. There is the first one, which is a spaceship level where... Poe is flying around um, the and taking out the Dreadnought. Hmm. Um, and there's one more that I don't remember. And it's... Oh, I, th- I think it's the... Um, is it the throne room? Yes, yes. It is the uh, Rey versus Kylo. Well, Rey amongst the Kylo versus the Praetorian Guards. Um... But that's not like a lot of the like that's not like a lot of the movie. But it's not like a lot of the movie when you think sure. about what that movie is, right? Because there's the entire Arcto section with Luke, which you play through all of still, just in those interstitial bits that are not levels, but still the story. Yeah, and I think I I, I spoke about this last time, but I I think I need to reiterate how good I think a decision it was for them to do that because it doesn't feel disjointed almost at all anymore now you still go through and you have a moment where um finn wakes up on uh the on the rebellion on the resistance ship and you have to get him some clothes because he's in the like half back to tank thing which is a funny Mm -hmm. moment and then you know it's ray convincing luke to train her and then you do the moment where you go into like the pit at the bottom of the island and you like um, you've got the reflections and they do some fun reflection puzzles there, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like other, like they do the, like the layer going through space part as well, which is funny. Um, is it a bit of a send up? Like, yes and no. Like I, they, they, it's all a send up, but it's all from like, it's all from a place of love, um, which is good. Um, and similar with episode two, there are so many moments where it's like, you know, you have to find the bounty hunter that tries to kill um, Padme at the beginning. And so then there's a level where you're, where you're chasing the bounty hunter through a ship and Episode stuff. two now, right? Sorry, yes, yes, in episode two. Um, the, the, Padme, the, the bounty hunter that's trying to kill Padme, you chase him in the ship and then you're in like the nightclub area of Coruscant and you do like a couple of things there and then you leave for Camino and you do some non-level stuff in Camino as well. Mm. Um, because Camino, there's not a whole lot there in this game for there to be a distinct level. It is more yeah. about just exploring that open world area and just doing the bits. And then you fight Django as a boss battle outside of a level. So they've got a bunch of boss battles that are not inside levels now, which I think is good because they mm-hmm. have that freedom to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I think they have done a really 
a, a really smart decision bringing in the interstitial parts that make the story of all of these games so much better. They make them way more fun and make the story sort of be brought together in a lot, uh, like a, a lot cleaner now. Because while Star Wars is, you know, about like, you know, folks with laser swords and, and you know, the ability to move things with their mind, there's a lot of talking and they almost don't quite lend themselves to a video game in that way. Um, especially the prequels with how much like, you know, let's go back to Corazon, let's go back to Naboo, let's go back to Tatooine, let's go back to Corazon. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they... They sure do have Anakin slaughtering and committing genocide in Lego off camera. Um, he walks into a tent and you just hear, you, and then the sounds of Tusken Raiders dying. Right. <laughs> Which was very strange. Um, this did bring me to something quite brief that I did want to bring up, which is just the idea of, I don't know how Star Wars, and this is maybe a little bit too big for right now, but I think it's, I, I do want to hear your opinion on it. Star Wars deals a lot with, especially the prequels, um, slavery and okay. war crimes and genocide. Okay. In a way. And that's not quite child friendly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do how do we feel about genocide? Well, no. How do we feel about those things being made into a joke in their game that is for children out of Lego people? Yeah, because they they use lines of the dialogue where like you know uh, Qui Gon saying like oh like the boys a slave like they will they will say the word slave a fair bit in those movies. They will talk about Shmi getting sold and then being married to the person that bought her. And then you going and committing, you know, atrocities against against the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, um, against the native population. It's it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I um I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Mass Effect in this um mm-hmm. episode, but there was something I was noticing yesterday, which was there was this subplot that I was playing where this race, the Batarians, are mostly known for being thugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've commandeered an asteroid that had a research station on it and they've turned on the, the, the fusion torches on it to the point where they're redirecting its path and it's going to crash into a human-colonized planet. Um, and then you get there, you get to the, the final boss... And he's like, "Ah, oh, you humans forced us to do this. We were we couldn't colonize this planet and we needed its resources and and now this is the only way that the council will pay attention to us." And it's it's all like that's a, that, that's a Clone Wars episode plot if I've ever heard one. Yeah, but it's all very like there's so much <laughs> the the end of that was like, "Oh, we I had to let him get away so I could save the hostages, right?" And I, right. well, I didn't have to, but I made that choice. And someone was like, wow, Shepard, what happens now? He got away. And and I chose the, like, good guy dialogue. And the good guy dialogue was like, it's okay. He's the bad guy. And the bad guy might get away today. But the, if the good guys don't give up, then the good guys will win. And I'm like, ooh. 
way to not understand what is going on. I'm like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's very, Mass Effect 1 is very space cop central. It's yeah. very like space cops go out to do good space cop things. I'm like, Mwah. yeah, like stop pirates. It's like, have you considered maybe why they might be pirates? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, I, you know, you, Star Wars you, has that problem as well. Yeah, you kind of you kind of struck that that chord for me there with that. I mean, it's hard because it's part of the story. And when you when you go back to like Attack of the Clones. Episode two coming out in two thousand and two. That movie is rated PG in Australia. You know, like yeah, you can just go any anyone of any age can go into that movie theater and watch Anakin kill Tusken Raiders. Because yeah. honestly, I don't think us as a society twenty years ago realized how fucked up that was. I'm, I'm interested not- to see how he's going to kill kids in the yeah. third one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that one was rated M. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I walked out of that movie. What? When I saw it, when I was when I was 10, when I saw it with my dad. Why? When Anakin gets lit on fire by lava at the end and he's screaming, I found yeah. it really un- upsetting and I was like, Dad, can we go? Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty upsetting. Yeah, it was It was pretty upsetting. Um, That's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because, like... Lego Stick is like making light of every, everything in every scene. Always the yeah, Lego games, and they do Stick. a good job of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how did you, how did you feel about it when you're playing it? I think it's just I think it's just it's it's just weird. I think to me because Star Wars has so much baggage. Um, they have so many like you know there are so many racist caricatures in Star Wars, especially the prequels. You know, mm. Newt Gunray, Watto. You know, all Gaga. of these like kind of yeah, like they all like there's a lot of kind of gross stuff that was like, I'm not going to say like looked like people overlooked, but I think it's more like people just went with it because it was star Wars. Um, and all that stuff is still there. You know, mm-hmm. they have, you know, Newt Gunray's voice in this, in these games. They have Watto. Uh. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know. And and I feel like I feel like Disney are looking at like maybe the things that are not the issue and trying to fix that. Um how do you mean like, what are they fixing? Like they they have like there's a there's a hubbub about it's not a hubbub, but people were upset cuz it's Star Wars um that they have in the toys at least changed the name of Boba Fett's ship. Uh-huh. Um from Slave One uh, to just Boba Fett's ship or something. Yeah, even though um, it, they'll still call it that. It's still in, in, in canon. It, it's still in canon Slave One. Yeah. That being said, in the entirety of the Boba Fett show and The Mandalorian, I think they ever re- referred to Slave One as Slave One. I think Slave yeah. One's ever been said in any of the. Get me my ship. Yeah. I need to get my ship back. Yeah. And same with them, you know, removing as much as possible, like, uh, uh, like, images depicting Leia in the slave outfit in, in episode six. Mm. Um, uh, even though as far as I can tell, Carrie Fisher like loved that outfit and like loved, <laughs> like there's like a photo shoot of her in it, which she said that like she thought it was great. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, kind of. It, yeah. Still 
Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's also like, I feel like they, I don't know, are they going to then look at the prequels and say, oh, they weren't really slaves? Because you can't say that. Like, they they were slaves. Uh-huh. And the Jedi just don't save the slaves. Uh-huh. It's very weird. Yep. Star Wars is weird. Yeah. Continues to be. Well, let us know how episode three feels. I'm excited to do episode nine. Oh, man. That's the only way I want to experience that movie from here on out is yeah. through this game. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you've been getting so much out of it. I am looking forward to playing it. Um, I haven't played it yet, though. And that's because I'm still playing Elden Ring for work. Um, <laughs> I, I, I said to you just before we started the show, Jeremy, but it's like two months to the day since like I started my project on Elden Ring and I've been working like four or five days a week on it every week since. Yeah. Uh, and where has that gotten me? It's gotten me to Melania, Blade of Mikola who is an optional boss fight in Elden Ring. And I'm bringing it up because um, many have said that she is one of, if not the hardest boss in FromSoft games. That's what a lot of people have said. Um, I don't buy that personally. Uh, she's yeah, hard. I yeah, I, I don't know if I quite... I haven't, I have not played against Melania, but just from what I've seen or, or heard the dialogue about, like, it, she seems difficult. Yeah. But she doesn't seem like there's no... Sorry, you go and then I'll, I'll go. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. That's fine. I, when I hear people say that and then I think of the stories of you talking about defeating the Orphan of Cos, right? Yes. In Bloodborne. I'm like... I was going to bring up. This isn't that level. You know, this isn't... This doesn't have that like, I don't even fucking know what to do here thing. There's, yeah, there's uh, one yes. attack of Melania's that took me like a full half an hour to get. Um, and that, that attack is hard and learning how to dodge it is fine, but I feel like every other piece of her strategy, I could kind of, uh, I could see how she worked. Melania was like an extension of the Margot boss fight I found. Right. Um, okay. In that she's a, a near perfect matching of difficulty and challenge to skill and experience for that point in the game. Where Margaret is like your first proper hurdle in Elden Ring. Yeah. And and you know, you don't you've got a pretty limited health pool, but you know, hopefully you've upgraded your weapon a couple of times and it encourages you to start wanting to do that. And you found a bit of armor and you've you've pumped a few things into your favorite stats and stuff like that. And that's the perfect time to go and face Margaret. Um and he's still really hard in that time. Yeah. Melania is a really I'd say a really like for like instance of that um, mm-hmm. fight, except for the end game. Sure. Um, she's got lifesteal, which is total bullshit. So when she hurts you, she gets health back um, and she could hurt you a lot. Uh, but Jeremy, I, I haven't told you my build recently. It's changed from my twin blade build to I'm um, dual wielding like dexterity great swords. Nice. Cool. It's which is sick. So, and they both do bleed. Yeah. So I'm doing lots of jump attacks, landing in, getting the bleed to um to take effect. Um, You're doing the and wind I'm also build. Doing a lot of stagger damage as well. You're doing the wind build. Win. Yeah. What do you mean? Is it isn't bleed like the like oh you want to you want to beat the game? 
Kind of, but like my my build isn't optimized for the bleed. It's more like my swords happen to have bleed. Right. Whereas like you can do you can do dual wield. I've seen a video where you can dual wield twin blades. And then the jump attack for dual wielding twin blades is like it's like a four hit combo and it strikes so fast. Yeah, yeah. And if both the blades have bleed, you can like get it to proc in that one slash. Yeah. Um so I'm not doing that. Like like with Melania, I was, I was hitting the bleed status like probably once every minute, you know, because right. there's a lot of rolling back and, and dodging and avoiding. But yeah, I really, I really liked it. Um, something weird I noticed when I was playing the game pre-release um, was Margaret's boss fight had a particular type of music and I really liked it. And it was, it was really choral and it was really intense and it was, um, you know, it was, it was Elden Ring music. It was Souls music, uh, but they changed it in the 1.0 patch which was really strange and like i mentioned that no one seemed to care in like in like my work chat i'm like where why did they change this and i don't like the music they've got for market now at all um but it's melania's music it's the you go into melania's fight that's the music they're using is the is the 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 first song i heard when i was fighting market and so it was kind of this like full circle thing for myself when i go back to it i'm like oh man i'm so ready for this fight and like it's really well timed for Melania's fight. Like it times in with the cutscene for a phase two when the when the second swell of the music rises. I wonder if it was just in there as placeholder for Margaret or something. Yeah, like, maybe or like they had like the wrong like oh M- 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 Margaret Melania. Like it was like the next one down. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. Um, <laughs> that's not how that works, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see it. So yeah, it was it was good. It was a good fight. It probably took me about three hours total. So like I really don't think she's that she's 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 not that except for that one attack. Yeah. This was one attack that's absolute nonsense. Yeah, um, like I, I from what I can tell Melania has a little bit of a like a if you want to like not like not cheese or anything but like if you want to like you know here's where you should be if you want to do this or if you want to do this build it's a lot easier or if you want to do this you can sort of get some extra damage in and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas from what I could tell of like Orphan of Cause, for example, it was like, good luck. <laughs> yeah. You just got to bang your head against the wall until you get there. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll get there, but you need to figure out how you do it because there's no, there's no strat. It is just like be better than the boss. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. So yeah, it's, I, I think I was saying this to you on the weekend, Jeremy, I'm excited. I would like to talk to you about these endgame bosses and fights and areas because they're pretty cool. Mm. Um, I look forward to you one day getting there in your own time. I'll, I'll probably get there sooner rather than later. Got to be, you got to beat Godfrey. Got to uh, beat Langdell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then Melania's also hard. in a secret area. Yeah, right. Like Godfrey didn't seem hard. He just seemed like I needed to like upgrade a bit. I was a bit underleveled when I found him. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because I, I got there really quick. <laughs> yeah, you did. And I remember I got thinking everywhere that really where, quick. Where you, would, you, would talk, you would ask me my level and I'd be like, oh, this? And you'd be like, what? <laughs> and you, you had like as many hours as I did at that point in time. And, I, and you were like level 70. I was like level 100. I'm like, how are you living in this world? <laughs> I was like, I was good. I'm good for where I'm at, but I'm, it's getting to the point where like I just simply do not have enough health or defense. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I was, uh, it, got, it got to the point where most bosses would like one or two shot me. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, oh, I need to like, 
I need I need a bit more buffer than that. Like I'm I'm all right at this game, but I'm not that good. That's the thing. Like, is is that meme of of um, Elden Ring is like just pump vigor and you'll be fine. That's yeah. been going around. Um, but honestly, so many so many bosses do so much damage. Yeah. Uh, I've also been playing a bit of the new, just a little bit of the new No Man's Sky Outlaws update. Um, I was getting some footage for work. Uh, they've they've introduced. You know, No Man's Sky updates continually are huge and yeah. free and everything the community wanted. Um, this one seems to be no exception, seems to be being really positively received. Um, it took me a long time to get to know how to start this particular update, though. And so I, I was looking at my save and hoping I got the right update, and then I go to the patch notes on... No Man's Sky executable, and it says, Welcome to the Sentinels update. I'm like, oh, that's not the Outlaws update. Maybe I don't have my wrong version. So then I downloaded it on Steam, and then it said the same thing. So I just deleted the Steam version. I'm like, all right, I got this, I got the right thing on GOG. And and I'm fussing about, I'm like, okay, I just maybe I'll just travel to any new star system and they'll it'll be like a pirate system. Right. And it wasn't. And <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. Okay. And now I need to refuel my ship and and then I land on a planet and I got to scan all the rocks before I start breaking them and all of the animals and and I start getting distracted. And then like a, a like a, a Death Star planet comes in from nowhere and is like, oh, you're this person. We've been looking for you. And they, you land and they're like, oh, you're not this person. Anyway, welcome to our community, which is basically like the tower social space. There's there's people running around in that tower and you can buy blueprints and there's, there's new quests. So that's some other update that I was a part of, which it turned out I didn't need. Because then I bought the blueprint for the economy scanner so I could see which economies the different distant star systems had because I needed to find a black market economy. That's the pirate system. And so it took me like three or four hours (laughs) of just bumbling around to try and figure out how to unlock this place. And I had a great time. I had a great time playing it. It's a good game. Um, It's a really good game. The last time I played it, we were doing multiplayer. And I just don't think that game in multiplayer is for me i think i want to be a bit more you know I, i'm, I'm not, I, I don't think i'm that big into the base building in that game and setting up oh, teleporters in the home base and um and the like collective goals i just like yeah bumbling around is fun but when i got to the black market place um it's really cool they've got these like this the space stations which every system has but these ones is like the pirates have like retrofitted it and it's like off the grid um and the idea is you can buy black market items in this black market economy and then try and take them back into regulated space where those items are worth a whole lot more. Um, and then you run into issues where like authorities can like do like a hull scan. So like you got to be careful about that or buy, get the blueprint to like get the hull scan blocker. Um, there's a lot of cool things there, but there's also like a bounty system. And so you could just go and like, it's like kill pirates, raid this, raid this capital ship and break all its cargo and do this and do that. Um, and it's just really fun. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Like, like it's a really good incentivized way to engage in the space combat. Um, and now that there's like the first person and third person view, like I found myself changing a lot, but they've also got these really, really, really cool new ships. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they've just called them solar ships, but they're, they're kind of like pod races where they've, where they, they, they like dock and then when you when you're sending them out they like they start unfolding so they've got like 
like a left and right arm, and then from the tip of that arm, from the front tip, folds out these symmetrical, well, not symmetrical, but these left and right glowing nets, these neon glowing nets that go out the front of your ship. Mm. And they're procedurally generated in terms of the size. The one I got were like two semi semi-spheres, um, semicircles. But they're so cool. Like you can get all these like really angular ones that are like green and go on the top of your ship and go sideways. And it's just like a new type of fighter. And I don't think it really does too much else different. Like the people who are really into it will know the differences between the different ships. But like sure. this one fought as well as any other one. And it looked so freaking cool. Like it's such an amazing design. And I love that it's procedurally generated in a way that makes each one unique, but also doesn't look like crap like it's the kind of thing like procedurally generated planets and like flora and fauna it's the kind of thing where it's like oh this is super janky this is just like this one texture in a clump of like 10 and then you call it the butterfly and the textures go like (laughs) like it doesn't make any sense this is like geometric shapes neon lighting it works so well and it looks really good um but yeah it's got me thinking about like oh maybe i'll if i got a few hours to kill, maybe I'll just play some No Man's Sky. You should um, consider playing it in VR. Yes, you're right. I should do that. That would be amazing. Mm. Um, I really wanted to do that with Elite and this game as well um, yeah. when I got the headset. And I just... Oh, we should we should play Elite. We should play Elite. I'm down. In, in VR. I'm down. And then <laughs> we'll try and get... um. Maybe we won't get uh, our music bot working on discord because they seem to all be gone now but maybe we'll just stream yeah. spotify to each other and <laughs> <laughs> this is a guardian soundtrack um yeah no that'd be really cool and no man's sky the, the colors in no man's sky are absolutely outrageous it's such yeah. a vibrant gorgeous game yeah and with this new computer as well like it looks it looks even better um i'm surprised the amount of features they've got dlss in there they've got they got so much stuff in there to make that yeah. game look pretty yeah it's wild yeah. I'm glad I own that on disc, so if I ever wanted to, I could go back and play the offline version of 1.0. Mm, yeah, that's 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 interesting. Yeah. It's, it's so different. Just an absolute shadow of its current self. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and just lastly, it just this is just a check-in for um, the Moonlight situation and me playing Mass Effect in the in the lounge room. Uh, I've got it working flawlessly now. I've got I've fixed it. It's done. Um there was some NVIDIA driver update issue with like hardware acceleration. Um, long story short, shirt, shirt, long story short, I've, I've fiddled with it. I've tweaked with it and I get it to the point now where so long as my computer's on, I can basically just be on the couch and start it up. And with a couple of reconnects and reconfigures, just a couple of minutes of faffing around, I can just sit on the couch and play mass effect for hours. Um, which is great. It's been really, really good. Cool. Um, it was it was the dream, and it took a lot of days and a lot of hours of of fiddling, but I, I got there. Um, and I, I said this last week, but I'm I'm just struck with man, I can't wait to get to the better writing and the better plot points and the better <laughs> characterization in, in Mass Effect. Enjoy the ride. I'm, I am. I am. Enjoy, I am enjoying the season ride. one of your eight season TV show that you're consuming. That's exactly it. And it's cool because Sam's like enjoying it. And like I was talking to Tali, who's a Quarian, right? And they're the race of people who created the Geth, who are the these automated robots. And then they accidentally gave them sentience and then went to war with them. And then the Geth actually drove them away from their home planet. So all the Quarians are like, 
they're refugees from their own planet and they all live on this flotilla of ships out in the world and they have done for 300 years to the point where they living in such a sterilized environment for so long all of their immune systems are absolutely crap so they get it they any quarian you see is wearing an environmental suit um and sam was hearing all of that backstory and was like oh that's interesting oh that's that's fascinating um and that's exactly what i wanted to be able to do but i I was talking to sam this morning about how the whole point of me getting mass effect going on moonlight was so i could have the option to play with the pc controls i've put about 12 hours in to Mm. the first mass effect game now and i haven't played with keyboard and mouse once (laughs) which begs the question why didn't i just install it on game pass on xbox like months ago and just start playing it there if i was never going to play with keyboard and mouse but it's not about that (laughs) about having the option it's about having the option to one day play with the superior control scheme that's sending a message (laughs) exactly just knowing i have the option to do it means i want to play it more yeah right it's it's such a fucked brain thing like it's just like it's like a trick it's like a it's like i've tricked myself into into like a certain behavior Mm. logically i should be able to push through it but i haven't (laughs) (laughs) yeah so mass effect's good i'm really looking forward to two like i'm really looking forward to two two is so fun uh yeah that's it that's my that's my check-ins just some random things cool yeah we're gonna go on a break and we're gonna come back and talk about the topic of the show the topic of the show is going to be us talking about what we're gonna do in this dry spell pardon me of releases that we find ourselves in um you know we've just had such a glut of releases over the last three months in through january february march um now there doesn't really seem there's not that much confirmed to be coming out a few things like one or two things a month that we might be interested in um and then the second half of the year there's like next to no release dates confirmed so we're going to be talking about what we're looking forward to uh what's going to bring us back out of our dry spell instead of going we're, we're talking about what we're going to be filling our backlog when, what we're going to be taking out from our backlog i've, I've really butchered this i'm sorry i'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna take a break i'm gonna i'm gonna say all that again but better okay everyone ready all right we'll be right back Minimap cast. Uh, uh, we've just had a very, very long series of conversations in the break about what do we what do we start talking? You brought up Kingdom Hearts, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Jeremy started bad mouthing Power Rangers. Made me very upset. <laughs> uh, in this segment of the show, we are going to be talking about how the next few months there are not many. Uh, we're going to be talking about. Well, the games that we are going to be playing that we weren't able to get to in recent months now that there are less releases coming out back to back in the coming months. We're going to be going through it. We're going to be talking about the games in our backlog that we're going to be going through in the next few months. When you got got to hit 500 words and you're sitting at 420. (laughs) (laughs) That's Sam every time they hand in an essay. (laughs) Uh, did I? Did, do you think I explained it, or should I try once more with a with a pithier, less words? Yeah, I think if you if you have the amount of words that you're about to say, then I think it'll work. Uh, we're going to talk about the games that we'll be playing now that there are less games coming out. Yeah, 
there's a lot of releases. Yeah. We can go back, get through some of the backlog that of stuff that we wanted to play. Talk about it. Yeah. Um, it's just pretty. It's pretty wild when you think about it. I didn't realize. I mean, we knew going in. We were saying months ago, like, oh my god, like it's going to be nuts. Like, we, we're not going to have a break, and we kind of had a break. Like December through to January, like, like from mid December to mid January, there wasn't much. But we kind of. It kind of feels like we didn't stop from like last year in like August with Psychonauts and Twelve Minutes, and we kind of only just stopped like last week. Yeah. Um. It's been wild. There's so many things, so many games that I haven't played that I want to get to. So we, we've written down stuff. Um, we're going to go stuff that I want to play, uh, stuff that Jeremy wants to play. Then we're going to talk about recommendations that we have for each other. Um, and then we're going to talk about the, the the new release coming up, the new upcoming release that pulls us out. When when does the lull end for us each individually? Uh, so in terms of my backlog, um, first on my list, first thing I wrote down was Horizon Forbidden West. Um, cause that came out, um, as Elden Ring, well, a week before Elden Ring. Um, it was just like, no, I can't, I can't even entertain the thought. I can't even possibly, I, I, I couldn't possibly fit in another, I'm very, I'm very full, very satisfied with my gaming intake right now. Um, but it's, it feels like a, like a waste almost because I spent so much time trying to finish the game at the start of the year. And then did, and then really liked it, and was like, I'm probably ready to go on. Now, I might have gotten sick of all of the gameplay mechanics and the fighting if I'd gone straight into two after one. Yes. I wasn't that I hot on the gameplay. I think I think you would have. Mm. So I'm, I'm glad I've had a bit of time away from that. Uh, and a bit of time away from that style of open world game as well. Like, I can go and do a checkbox game now quite happily. Because um, Elden Ring really hasn't been that. Um. But yeah, and the and like it looks so pretty. It looks so beautiful. And yeah. and the general critical response has been if you like the first one, this one's better. Um I think we were saying, you know, when you were talking about your impressions, it seemed to me that like the things they needed to improve to keep this game at like the same score that it got 5 years ago, they did. And so, you know, it's not blowing everyone's socks off, but it's like it's a great game and you should play it. Um I'm really excited to play it on this monitor. I want to see it in 4K. I want to see it high refresh rate. I want to see the detail. It looked so beautiful and so yeah. vibrant and lush. Mm-hmm. Um, another game I wrote down... Oh, sorry, go on. I said, I said that's a good one. Hmm. Uh, another game I wrote down was Tunic. Um, I don't actually know how much of Tunic I actually want to play, but I I played it for about 45 minutes close to when it came out, and I stopped because I didn't want it to... I could feel it. I could feel my brain... And my hand, like, controller muscle memory, unlearning my Elden Ring, like, muscle memory. And I'm like, I, I can't. I can't do this. I got to put it down. This is, is going to jeopardize my work. This is going to jeopardize <laughs> my, 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 my well-being if, if I make life harder for myself this way. Because it was like, dodge was X, or rather, dodge was A instead of B. And I mean, you can always just that. rebind controls. I didn't think of that. But also, I wasn't vibing it too much. Right. <laughs> it was very hard. There is a difficulty uh, modifier thing you can do as well in that. Yeah, but isn't it just like don't take damage? Uh, I think there are stages, I believe. Okay. Maybe I should look at that. Uh, Sifu is a game I really want to get to. Um, I thought know, about kinda, that. Yeah, right? Like, we was we were pretty 
ready for it before it came out. We were pretty like, oh yeah, this looks great. I want to play this. I really want to see. And then the response was so divisive. It was so like nine, nine or six, I feel. Yeah. So many people. And like a lot of the people that I tend to uh, share opinions with, I think in my, like from, from me at least, were like, ugh, like this sure is like a game made by white people. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big problem. It, it put me all the way off. Honestly, I don't think I actually really want to play it. And also it's like 50 bucks. That's half the price of like a normal game. I know, but I was, ex- I think I was expecting it to be shorter and cheaper. I think I was expecting it to be like a $30 kind of like higher end indie. I think it is higher end indie. Yeah, but fifty is I think I think fifty is a lot for me to for me to go into it. I think. Did you get it on sale? <sighs> Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. I'm keen to play it because it sounds like like the flow of that game when you like it sounds like it's a different type of like Souls moment waiting to be had. You know, where people like try to make it work and they, they get they make progress but they're not sure and then it clicks and there's flow and it and it and it goes and it goes and it goes like i really want to i want to i want to see that the, see the people i know who have really liked it have just been like i just want to go back and play more right and and so i want to give myself the chance to have that moment i guess i, I don't know if you're gonna get a souls moment out of it but you might get something yeah but do you know what i mean that that yeah that clicking yeah yeah when it connects i get it yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, and really, I just want to go back to Pokemon Legends Arceus. I forgot that game came out. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to go back. I want to. I was really enjoying like going through the areas, doing the Pokedex. I I, I just really liked what that game was about, honestly. Um, and I was getting to the point where I was like, okay, I could see the end of the story ahead of me. I want to get to that unlock all of the Pokemon and all the areas and all of the rides. And then that way I could just feel out the Pokedex however I want. Go do a space distortion over here. Go feel out this character, Pokemon, not character. Go do this, go do that. And then come back to my base and spend two hours organizing my boxes. Like, that's all I want to do. I just want to organize Pokemon boxes. You could just buy Pokemon home. They don't come with Pokemon, Jeremy. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you got to put in the time. Um, so those are all this year's releases that I'm excited to get to. And these ones I'm going to briefly mention, but ones I still haven't gotten to. And these are just the ones I could think of. I'm sure there's more. But stuff that came out last year, I want to get to like Psychonauts 2, Deathloop, Kingdom Bridge of Spirits, I want to give a go. Life is Strange True Colors, I want to give a go. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to have enough time to do everything I've just mentioned. Um... Horizon and Pokemon on their own are huge. And I'm also playing Mass Effect, the trilogy. So, like, I don't know. There's a lot of shit here. But... Yeah, it's a, uh, lot, of, it's a lot of hours. I like the look of all of it, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and, then, and then finally, finally, if I, if I have a lull of work in this lull of releases as well, I want to go back to Last of Us and Part 2 and right. maybe start working on a video that I've got an idea for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's me for, for what I've got going on here. I feel like you should wait for last of us too, when they bring out the PS5 version. Yeah. When factions comes out or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. That it's is. already got a PS5 patch is the thing though. 
Yeah, but like they'll do a. I also don't think it's going to make me enjoy the game anymore. Oh, no, sure. But I feel like if you were to enjoy it at its most, you would do it there, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty easy. Like, I feel like I could play through all of Spider-Man on my PS4 standard right now if I, if I had to, like, happily. Do you have the remastered version of that? The standard game? No. Maybe I'll play that. I won't. No, um, I, like, but I like yeah, the idea the, of it. The, the PS5 version of Spider-Man. Of the main game. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't. Right. I'm satisfied with Miles. Yeah. Let's hear it, uh, Jeremy. What's on your What's on your list? Number one, we have a game called Norco. What is that game? I've just heard its name like eight times, but I have no idea what it is. So I've been I've been specifically trying to avoid look looking up as much of it as I can. It is a point and click science fiction game. I'm going to read out the, the how the game describes itself. Norco is a southern gothic point-and-click narrative adventure that immerses the player in the sinking suburbs and verdant industrial swamps of a distorted South Louisiana. Oh, so it's kind of like Lovecraft Country, the show, or the game, rather? Kind of. I don't think there's Lovecraft in it, but it's, it is more like... It is, it is more... It looks like a retro point-and-click game if you look at like the art style of it that is like it is it is a pixel art style but it is very like you know what is whatever the equivalent of pixel matte painting would be right like it is like a really stunning striking backgrounds and then characters that are just standing in front of it that are less detailed because they are animated right uh that game I've heard nothing but amazing things about mm. um, and is one of those ones that's kind of flying under the radar a little bit. Um, yeah. So Getting a bit of that Kentucky Route Zero vibe. Kind of. I think it's more getting kind of that like, m- m- like maybe not like Outer Wilds vibe, but sort of that like level of like, hey, like this game is really good and more people should play this before the end of the year. But it's really- Like Adios. But yeah, but it's released early enough that people will probably actually get to it, and then it will be maybe in contention for game of the year. Unless people forget about it, unless it's too far away. Uh, I don't think so. Um, I think it's like it came out in like March. Like it's not like it's a January release. Where people can people confuse it with last year, for example. I'm just saying, like they're going to have to remember Arceus, Horizon, Elden Ring, God of War, ostensibly Starfield. Oh. oh sure, but I mean, like it's you know it's in that space of it came out with all the other games, but also nothing else is coming out later this year anyway. <laughs> apart from Starfield. I see, I see, I see. Yep. So that's I think my top at the moment. Tippy top. Yep. Um, I have, uh, I, I am still interested in playing the new Destiny expansion. Yeah, I almost put that on my list and then didn't. Um, but yeah, go on. I don't know if I'm going to because one, I'd have to download the whole game again, which I currently don't have installed. But like also, I, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want it. Um, so why is it on your list? Because like I want to know, I want to do the story, but I, like it's it's I I just want to do the story, right? Like yeah. the destiny, the destiny thing that it comes with is like I'm I'm like I don't want to go, I don't want to get back into destiny, right? But I want to do the story. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Hitman Three VR. Oh yeah, I I wish I should have put that on my list. Just Hitman, yeah. 
Timothy that is that, that is a big one that I that I do hope I can get to. Have you loaded it up at all? No, mm. not at all. Uh, Disco Elysium. I think what I'm going to do. I, I spoke to you um, before we recorded about me setting up a computer in my bedroom that is just going to be my um my Moonlight computer. Um, evangelized it. I mean, like I've I've used Moonlight before, but like I wanted it. I wanted it. You're good welcome, way. Jeremy. <laughs> I was thinking about like you know I was thinking I was genuinely thinking about buying your One S from you. Sorry, your Series S from you and setting up that up to the, my Moonlight device. But I've already got computers that are not plugged in currently sitting next to my TV, so I can just use Shit. that. Well, <laughs> yeah. if it doesn't work, let me know. <laughs> yep, sorry, because um, I want to play that game in bed. I think. It's like, it's like reading a good book. <laughs> right. But the Switch, we, were we saying that on podcast last week or just in uh, general, but uh, that the Switch port wasn't that good? I, I, from, what I, from what I've heard, it's not great. Okay. Um, oh, I've got some acronyms here and I don't remember what they are for. <laughs> you, did, you did my method Back. of the, like keeping it secret. What is that? I don't know what that is. is. It on, is it on the... Oh, you see, Jeremy, I just... What are these? <laughs> D2. That's Destiny HM, 2. What? H, Hitman uh, 2 VR. It's meant to be Hitman 3 VR. D cell. Uh, that is Disco Elysium. <laughs> uh, Tifki. <laughs> the, the Forgotten City. The Forgotten Yes, Jeremy. That's another one I should have thought. Yes, go it's, on. That, that, is, that is one that. So watching uh, Daniel Dwyer's no clip on it. Um. And the type of game it is, I'm like, yeah, like I feel like I would genuinely be really into that game if I have the time to properly sit down and like digest it. Like that's like a me- that's like a meal of a game that I would yeah. want to sort of not really be sort of dividing my time in between that and anything else while I'm playing it. So I think that is one I do want to get to, but I think that is a like I've got a week. I'm just gonna start it at the beginning of the week and end it at the end of the week, sort of thing. Yeah, I don't think it's like that long, which is good. Like, no, I don't think it is either. I think it's like, like a I dozen or fifteen hours or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, what's RV? Uh, oh, we'll, we'll get to that. That's oh, is that a different, a different? Yeah. What is up? I don't remember what up is. It's in capitals, like the other ones aren't. What is up? It, it, it's two words, I think. But I don't remember what I wrote. Interesting. It's a game. You haven't played it. Uh, university Spandbox. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't remember. UP. That's weird. I don't know yeah. what that is. Were you looking at a list of games? I was looking at a list of games. I was looking at the list of all games. <laughs> oh, God, no. Up. What is that? I have no idea, Jeremy. Yeah, I, I do not remember what that is. I just I just wrote mine in a separate document. Unpacking. Unpacking, yes, Jeremy. That that is that is high up there as well. Now um, that you are no longer unpacking your house when the game came out, like what happened? Yes. Yeah, I'm no longer moving house. I can comfortably play unpacking without stress of I should probably be actually packing. Mm. Yeah, you you've got a, a hearty mix of the long and short games in there, like like I did. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of experiences there that I think are not going to be like you know going through extraordinarily long RPGs. Like I didn't put Mass Effect on there, I didn't put Returnal on there, I didn't put Ghost of Tsushima, which is one that I've been thinking about a little bit lately. Right, like, just Disco it, Elysium. Disco Elysium is definitely the longest. Um, 
you know, and like Hitman 3 VR is I can take or leave how much I want to put into it. Um, but I think there's, 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 a, you know, there are, there are other longer games in there that I didn't put as well. Like wild, uh, weird West, for example, is one that I do want to get to, but that game is apparently quite long. That's like a 40 hour. If you want to get through all the stories. Oh wow. Is it really that long? Like it's, it's a game where you go through the same story with multiple characters sort of thing. Um, to oh. get like the, like the final ending from, from like what Nia. I can understand. Uh, not quite like Nia. Not quite <laughs> like Nia. Oh, quite I like misread Nia. the situation. <laughs> you should play Nia. I, I've thought about it. It's really good. <laughs> That's what I hear. I uh, I just need to. Hopefully, my audio has not been messed up. My all of my muscles are getting quite tired, <laughs> and so like normally I try and like sit up straight to my microphone, but like I can't, I can't handle it. <laughs> and so I've just been like trying to get myself really comfortable the last couple of minutes. So I'm like yeah. under my desk as tucked in as I can be to be really close to my microphone. Yeah, and so I'm in a really weird angle for the camera. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm tucked in. Uh, 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 Kerry, so, what games are you recommending to me to play over this lull? I very nearly put Disco Elysium on here, and I'm glad you brought. I'm glad you put it in there for yourself because I really want to hear what you think of that game that you like so much when you get to fully I, experience it. So I'm glad it's in there. I need like I need like three months to just play it is the thing. I, I need like three months to just do like eight runs, right? Eight. Like I want to get through that game so there are so many ways you can play that game. Yeah, but why do you need to do all of them? Because I wanna <laughs> Fair I, enough. Fair I enough. Wanna, it's like I, us talking about the, Elden Ring. Kinda, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I'm I'm excited for the possibilities for you there. Um Firstly, I put down No Man's Sky because, you know, not that you haven't experienced that game before, um, but just I remember how much you enjoyed it when they added third person mode in and mm. how much it really recontextualized what that game meant to you and how you how you absorbed that your experience of that game. Um, I'd be interested to hear me with having with me having dabbled in it a couple of couple of weeks ago, well, a couple of days ago. Um I just thought to myself, you know, I'd be really interested in in what you felt with the newer updates and the newer things that you had to do. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe you've done enough of that game in a newer state than I have. But um, well, I, was, I think I, I, I think I want I want to do the story in that game because I've never finished it. Yeah, with the the red pyramid. Yeah, mm. that's a good point. Uh, another one I suggested, um, and I was thinking this literally yesterday or the day before because i was listening to the soundtrack for this game on my way home you never finished final fantasy 7 remake integrate episode intermission sure didn't and i really want you to do, do you know what <laughs> and i actually... really think you'd enjoy it too no, especially no, on I, ps5 i know i would enjoy it. you know what is one of the biggest hurdles to doing that tell me please is that i would have to download the entirety of final fantasy 7 remake integrate back onto my playstation just to play intermission Okay, but you did that once before. Uh, I did that when it came out. Yeah. Because there was not many things on PS5 in comparison to now. It is a big game. I get that. Like, it's, it's like 90 gig when it's yeah. fully installed. Yeah. But, like, it's more Final Fantasy VII Remake, Jeremy. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And then you know that, you know Fort Condor, that game that you're so good at? Yes, the game that I'm the best at. 
you know, when you beat the game and you unlock hard mode, mm. Fort Condor has a hard mode in that hard mode. Ooh. Yeah. You <laughs> know how in sudden death, it's like, in the normal mode, it's like everything goes faster until one team loses? Yeah. Well, in hard mode, when it hits sudden death, you have one minute to win. And then if you don't win in that minute, you, it immediately defaults to you losing. Right. And also all the enemies are better. Yes. That sounds fun. Yeah. I, uh, I just want to... Oh, wow, wow, I want to talk to someone about that game. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I talk to you. Because when we finished, like... The, the main game, like all of our, all of the, the conversations we had about the cutscenes and the post credits and like who the hell is Zach and all of that. Um, yeah, you should finish that game so we can talk about it. I should. I should finish that. It's not very long. No, like especially because what you got up to chapter two, you've got it. You could finish it in an afternoon. Yeah. 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 And it's freaking gorgeous. And then the other one I've got, which is a, a release that came out this year that I think a lot of people were excited for and kind of it kind of slipped by unnoticed was Babylon's Fall um, <laughs> by Platinum because um, I remember you were really excited about that when we they showed the initial reveal game. trailer we should you and do I? co-op we should do co-op in that <laughs> maybe piece we of can shit. um maybe we can email Bandai and get, get codes code. like a month after release two months after release just at Bandai like you are not using them yeah totally <laughs> Uh, it's funny. How much is, is that game still full price? Probably. It's 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 only been out for a month. Yeah, but less. it sucks. But <laughs> allegedly, yeah, it is sixty nine ninety six. Right. It's thirty percent off right now. Right. Okay. Offer offer ends in ten days. Recent reviews mostly negative. Yeah. I'm oh my shocked. god! On Steam, it's only got a total of. 272 reviews. Yeah. Wow. Oh, well. Swing and a miss on that one. Yeah, you and I playing that would be funny. Um, I looked at that and I thought, oh, Jeremy, there's a Nier Automata campaign. <laughs> really? Avalon's fall, yeah. That's fucked. <laughs> uh, it's like the Assassin's Creed DLC. In yeah, I bet. In, oh, the Final Fantasy DLC in Assassin's Creed Origin. You want a you yeah. want a four legged chocobo? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, kind of looking at Babylon's Fall when I wrote that in there, it also had me thinking of like, oh, maybe Stranger Paradise I should try and play, or I suggest Jeremy that, finishes. That, and I'm like, eh. that might have been one of the ones I suggested to you because I think, I think it's still fun. That's the thing I've been hearing. Yeah, it just it just doesn't appeal. These bros are so. Like yeah, but they're good. Boring. They're good not, bros. They're not. They're not bad enough for me to laugh at them. I just like. Yeah, don't they like are. It. No, they are. <laughs> yeah. They, they, you laugh at them, and they have heart. <laughs> oh no! This is Kingdom Hearts. Oh, it's Final <laughs> Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bounced off that when I tried it. Yeah, I don't think that game's very good either. Um. So my game's to you. Hit me. Inscription. Oh, good call, Jeremy. I should. Yeah, no, we were talking about that the other day. Yeah. And about you- how someone someone was playing it and then they said they stopped playing it because they saw where it was going. Yeah, that, that doesn't make and any then, sense. And then you and Byron, like, got angry what? about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that game is really, really stellar. And mm. I know... And I, and, and I, I'm I was remembering in- now, is it Game of the Year last year? Yes. 
Um, that game, I felt the same way you did where I was like, I feel like I'm not quite making progress every time. And let me tell you, you genuinely are. You don't know it yet. And it is, it is deliberately obscured from you, but you are making progress every single time. And I can tell you how, if, if you would like, it's not, it's not a spoiler. It's, it's no, a, it's that's fine. I feel like you saying that, like, cause the whole, whole thing of this game is that it reveals itself to you. Like I get that. Yes. And so you know, uh, I'm, th- th- I'm this is, this is not a reveal. That. This is not a reveal. This is a, like, this is like a mechanic, like, oh, I, I kind of understand a little bit more. I mean, are you is, saying with the with the cards, like the with the the death cards? Yes. Yeah. No, I know the death cards. Like they get stronger because you get stronger each run, and then you make each yeah. death card stronger, and you pull each death card. Like I get that. Yes. Yes. It's just it's clearly going to take hours for that to build up. You know what I mean? Like it takes hours to do a run in that game. Hours. Yeah, it's long. It's not that it long. It takes a long time to do stuff in that game. Uh, you, you get faster at it. You sort of just look at everything. Oh, okay, I'm going to go that way. I'm going to go that way. I'm going to do this, do this, do this. I'm going to go that way. Because like the last time I was playing it, I didn't stop for that time and then never go back accidentally because like I lost. I stopped because I got to like the third biome and I'm like, man, I've been playing this for like two hours and like I just want to do something else. Okay, you should you should keep playing and be faster at it. <laughs> You're taking uh, that might have been with multiple runs and then I got to the, th- you know what I mean? Like, and then right, okay. Okay, sure. Like th- th- that's different. Um, it gets to the point where you can do a whole run in like 35 minutes. Wow. Yeah, like that it's... Is- it's- yeah, that's not much. No. No. Okay. Um, Adios is one of mine. Just continually telling you to play that. Yep. Yeah, that's about, fair enough. Spoke about that in the past, but it's, yeah, you can get that done in a in an hour and a half. Max. Yeah, I tell you what, if I if, if I could do Adios, it, rather, if you could do Final Fantasy VII Remake, integrate episode intermission. Oh, I've got to download it. <laughs> then I could do Adios. Yes, yes. And finally... Not one you're expecting me to tell you to play. The, but one the, I think one I think you would enjoy. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Uh, I think you should play with Sam Resident Evil 8 Village. Oh, interesting. It's really that's, fun. I think that's a good pull because Sam does like watching the horror games. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, I can see yeah. that. Yeah. What do you... Because I know the thing with 8 is that it's kind of, it's a bit of a romp. Like, yeah. that's the impression I've gotten from it. Yes. And the people who liked the more fore- foreboding setting of 7 that was a bit more dread-based and a bit more, like, anxious, tension-based um, were maybe a little disappointed by how action-y, rompy 8 can be in some of its elements. Um, in that... That same vein of it being a romp, would you recommend any of the more recent remakes? The Resident Evil 2 remake is like absolutely incredible. Um, Resident Evil 2 remake is like it's just fantastic. It is like, okay. hey, like this is one of the best Resident Evil remake, uh, one of the, one of the best Resident Evil games remade in one of the best ways possible. Okay. Um, it, it is, is what it, would ha- is it that fun like yeah it's fun in the same way that eight is that fun suggestion kind of like uh no time it's not it's not that kind uh i'm trying to think of a good example um 
because those games are a lot older and they yep. feel older and they have older style mechanics, it feels like playing a new version of an old game, but also a new version of a really, really good old game. Um, okay. Cause it's, it, it's more in the vein of the silent hill type thing, except it is a third person over the shoulder game. Um, yep. Not, not like with cover, but like just in terms of it's not, Movement. it's not yeah. tank controls. Um, whereas eight is a different game. Um, eight is closer to like Soma with a gun. Almost. Uh, interesting. Um, that, that, that's a, that's a good sell. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. And interesting suggesting to play with Sam as well. I mean, we're always looking for stuff that even if like, even if Sam's not going to play with me, like stuff that we can play that, um, that I can play that we can both be a part of so we can spend some time together. I can get some stuff get some gameplay stuff done and yeah. And you, you both laugh at it. That's good. Because I, it's, <laughs> it's funny and also it's scary, which is funny. <laughs> right. Does it go like too hard and like is just a bit like it misses the mark sometimes? Like there are any moments where you laugh at it because it's like that doesn't work. Oh, I mean, it's like they're, they're, they're silly monsters. Like, you know, that's like a okay. tall, tall vampire lady and a, and a werewolf man. Yeah. But like they are like... It's 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 not quite it's not quite camp. Or it's it's not quite cheesy, but maybe it's camp. Maybe it is okay. a little bit of camp. It's 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 a game that commits to itself, that's for sure. Yep, it's very self-serious but clearly yes. quite ridiculous. Yes. Okay. I think that fits the bill. That's a good call. I like that. And it's a good length I, uh, too. It's like a really good length. Okay. Like okay. 8 hours. It's funny you say that, and immediately I'm like, "Oh, maybe we should stream it." And I'm like, "Nah, that's a lot of weight. That's a lot of responsibility. That's a lot of yeah. Like that's a just, lot of that would be good to do and then never do it. Just enjoy energy. It. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Good. Good pull. Uh, and then where does the lull end for you? Is where we wrap this one up. This one's interesting um, because you and I were looking at various lists from GameSpot. There's like Game Informer one that's really good of like confirmed release dates for the year. And basically as soon as we hit June, the, as soon as we get past June into the second half of the year, nothing. It's a ghost town. Yeah. It's what? It's Saints Row. Um, th- there's, it's, a lot of, there's a lot of 2022 releases that are either going to miss or are going to be the end of the year that just don't have a date or a month even. Totally. So God of War's waiting in the wings. Bayonetta 3 apparently. Splatoon is in summer. So, you know, mid-year sometime, American summer, north, north northern hemisphere summer um but yeah there's there's some weird stuff here or rather some weird stuff that isn't here um let me just pull up i'm trying to get back to the list i had and there's so much stuff in here that's i'm pulling up sephiroth music and, (laughs) and cult of the lamb and god of war release date and my old works Facebook page. Okay, never mind. That's not going to work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of stuff that has been announced but isn't determined yet. Yeah. What What among the things that are determined are going to pull you out of this lull? What's the next big release that you're that you're going to get? The next big release or the biggest release? Next biggest that you want to get when it comes out. Okay, the kangaroo baby. Sorry, I said big release. KO the kangaroo, baby. I I feel like you're not hearing me 
Jeremy. I like so one that's gonna sell a lot and like K-O lots of people are gonna be talking ca- about the kangaroo. Baby. Baby. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll bite. Look. When K- is it coming out and why do you want to play it? I don't know. I think it comes out in like June or July or something. Um uh, Kay the Kangaroo comes out uh, 2022, June 30th. Uh, it is a 3D platformer that I played a lot when I was a kid. And I didn't know that they were ever going to make another one. And it turns out, here we are. They've made another one and I'm very excited for it. Isn't and this I, just a remaster? Uh, I don't think it's a remaster. It, it, it'll be like a pool. It'll be a pool remake. I don't know. It just might be another one. I, I saw this and I was like, it's not like, a re- it's not a remaster because Kay the Kangaroo came out in like two thousand and four or something. Right. I don't know. But I think it's, I think it's just another one. It's the fourth installment in the franchise, a reboot of the series, and the first title released after K.O. the Kangaroo Mystery of the Volcano in 2005. Yeah. The first one since 2005? Yeah, number four. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. Were they, were they good? Uh, I don't know. I was too young to know games were good back then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they were. It was cute and fun. Okay. Jeremy, there was a demo a month ago. Have you seen this demo? Yes, I'm not playing it. I'm buying it. Okay. <laughs> it's 50 wow. bucks on the Switch. That's, that's how hard you're going. It's you're 50, the... bucks on, 50 bucks on the Switch. It'll be fine. You're the, the person who's always like, oh, I can watch a trailer. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to be worried about it. It's more about the experience. You're like oh, so blackout on this. Uh, I'm not even blackout. I just don't care to like look at the trailer. I just know I'm going to buy the game. It's K.O. the Kangaroo. I've, I've, I'm very familiar with K.O. the Kangaroo. In the sense that I've played okay. the first one and the second one. What if, didn't they, work on what my if they change it? What if they mix it up? Oh, that'd be sad. Like if they did like, remember when they brought back Drawn to Life? No. They brought back. Yeah, so the, uh, yeah, not really. There's a Switch Drawn to Life game that's not at all like the original DS games and it's very upsetting. Right, okay. It's like Mario Maker-esque well, type stuff. You know, just not what those games are supposed to be. Interesting. So if um, you had to pick another game... <laughs> So this is going to be funny, and it's also true. The Live Alive game they announced not long ago. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I I thought that looked really cool. Where is that? That's later on. That's July 22nd on Switch. Live Alive role-playing game. Live Alive makes its Western debut in July. Gets a spiffy graphical update. Oh, is this the... The other one that's going to be like HD 2D. Yeah. The yeah. the Octopath style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Oh, yeah, I see that there. I think that looks really cool. I looked at that trailer and I went, oh, they, that game looks really cool. Never played a live live game. What is it? It's never been released outside of Japan, making this a welcome development for JRPG aficionados. The game stars eight heroes and is told through eight... Oh, it's Octopath Traveler. And is told through eight scenarios set during different time periods. It's, wow. It's, and they're all different genres too. Wow. Like, like of game. Such as prehistory, Imperial China, the Wild West, the distant future, and more. You tackle these stories in any order and each sports a unique gameplay hook such as stealth or telepathy. You're right. That does sound sick. Right? It looks really why, cool. Why did that not make an impression on me? I don't think that direct made much of an impression on me. I think. No, I barely remember that direct. 
Okay, cool. Good, good pull. <laughs> so you've so that means you've got uh, K of the Kangaroo at the end of June, and then Live Alive three weeks later, most of the way through July. And look, I'm gonna say that that's not quite out of the lull. I think because I don't have anything that I really care about after that until Starfield. Yeah. And even yep. then, I don't even really particularly care about Starfield that much. I'm more just curious to see what... Got, you just you just know you're going to play it. Well, I mean, like, it'll be on Game Pass, so, like, of course. But, like, I also am, like, you know, they haven't made a new game ever. Um, <laughs> but they haven't. They have. It was just, like, Morrowind. No, no, no. But, I mean, is in, like, they never made a new IP is what I mean. Uh, right. Aside from Elder Scrolls. They didn't make Elder Scrolls. It was a different team. No. They made Elder Scrolls. They didn't make Fallout. I thought I thought I thought the initial Elder Scrolls was a different I'm pretty sure that was Bethesda. Like that was what they did. Right, okay. Like I'm I'm happy to default to you. I'm not, yeah, I'm I'm pretty certain. That was nineteen ninety nine or something. <laughs> yeah. Well no, the original was like earlier than that, like right. ninety five or like early nineties. Yeah. You're right. It's been a long time since they've done something new. Because um, even like when they did uh, Fallout 3 for the first time, it was very much like Oblivion in Fallout. And like I'm expecting this to be Fallout in again in space. Me too. But, but I'm I, ready for that. I, mm, I hope they give me something more. I don't oh, yeah, trust totally. them to give me something more, but I hope that they do. Well, let's look at, and so for the record, Starfield is what is going to bring me out of my lull, definitively. There's other ones I'm interested in, and I'm sure there's going to be stuff that comes out earlier. Yeah. And like, when Splatoon 3 comes out, I'm sure June is going to want to play it, and I'm going to want to play it when people are playing it. So I might get Splatoon 3. But this is the only one that I'm guaranteed going to get, that I'm definitely going to play. That has a release date. When Ragnarok is announced that it's coming, if it comes this year, then great. I'll play that as well. Yeah. Um. But Breath of the Wild is not coming out this year anymore, and it doesn't have a confirmed date anyway, even if it was. Yeah. So it's Starfield. So looking at it, when you look at Bethesda's latest latest 10 years, right? 10 years ago, we got Skyrim, a bit more than 10 years ago, originally, for the first time. And it was great, and a lot of people really liked it. And if you hadn't played that stuff before, because you and I are a bit younger, we were teenagers then, like I hadn't played Fallout before then. Um, no, no. It was a really cool experience and it was a really much more polished experience in comparison to those older ones and in comparison to Oblivion. I think it was a great modernization of their formula, but it was definitely their formula and you can really see it in their past titles and in their future ones. When you get to Fallout 4, like it sold really well, but it didn't revolutionize everything in the way every, I think a lot of people were expecting when everyone got excited for the game when it was announced. Yeah. You know, with the having having your main character be voiced having voiceover drastically reduced the amount of dialogue options and immediately made it much less of a role-playing game and it just kind of turned into a shoot 'em up in a weird way where you had to manage your inventory um and and so i think fallout crafting. 4 missed the, <laughs> and crafting and the base building like yeah. i think fallout 4 missed the mark in a lot of ways and then obviously 76 came out and really like did not go well um starfield is a chance for them to Modernize their formula. Maybe throw parts of it in the bin. Because remember when Fallout 4 came out, it was like the same year that The Witcher 3 came out. And people were like, how could people make this kind of RPG that's so broad and expansive and 
Mm. And then Fallout 4 is kind of so set in its ways and still buggy as hell. And like, yeah, the Fallout 4 release is so interesting. So they've got a real opportunity here. And they they need to take it too because of Fallout 76's uh, lack of success. Failure is what they call that. Um, Like, they've got an opportunity to modernize their formula, try something new, write some really interesting stories in a brand new setting for them, come up with a new sort of mythos in that setting as well. Like, what is their science fiction spacefaring world going to be like? I want to see that. Um, what, why, what's got you looking forward to it? Aside from the fact it's huge. What, what's got you making sure you're going to want to play it rather? It's just more curiosity than anything. I don't particularly think they're going to do any of that stuff well, because I don't think that they really make good RPGs. I think they make, they make a lot of people's really good first rpg and that has its place and is very important and it works for a lot of people it's what skyrim is to a lot of people it's also what fallout was to a lot of people as well and that's fine but once you once you play what an rpg can be like the witcher like new vegas like some other like heavier games like a you know like a vampire the masquerade for example you sort of you sort of look back at the games that Bethesda put out, that team specifically, and it's like, like it's just kind of surface level, a lot of it. Sure, I can see that. I don't think the writing is very good. I think they fundamentally misunderstand Fallout as a, as a, as a property. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of care in between like the Skyrim mythos really... I, I know people do, and I know that Elder Scrolls Online has done quite well for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like, I think I want like, I want stakes and I want <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, characters maybe. Okay. And they don't really offer that. What about Lydia? Who? In, in Skyrim, Lydia. Who's Lydia. She's your house Carl or something. Oh, my chest. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about her? She's a character. Does she have, like, thoughts? So, Jeremy, video games, they're, they're not a, like, it, it's... No, but it, the, you know what I mean, fake. though. Like, does like does Lydia? <laughs> no, she's not much of a character. I'm being okay, silly. right? I'm taking yeah. this. Okay, okay, because I genuinely didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't think I'm gonna particularly like this game, um, and I'm not going into it going like this. Better change my mind, or else I'm gonna be furious or whatever. I'm just gonna play as much of it as I play, and then I don't play anymore. Yeah. Um, you with open world games, you've been pretty quick to fall off them recently. Like th- th- those ones in particular, I definitely fall off. Um, it depends on the game. It entirely depends mm-hmm. on the game. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I think it, the only reason I'm sort of excited about this game is because they announced it far too long ago. So long ago. Like before, like minutes, only minutes, but minutes before they announced Fallout 76. And minutes, no, min, minutes before they announced Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's silly. We know they've said as much, but we know that's not coming for another four years, which is good. Yeah, I think Todd Howard said recently that they've got a one pager on on um, on Elder Scrolls Six at the moment. Yeah, that's where the development is up to. They they yeah. can just they can describe the game in one page. Like, it makes it sound like they have spent more time making that trailer than they have anything else. <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple of other big releases that are coming out. I just kind of want to go through these as to why they're not speaking to you, I guess, just briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep seeing Test Drive Unlimited, and that's one that I don't actually care about. But, like, a friend of mine, Tom, really cared about when it was current on, like, 360. I'm like, ooh. Like, I don't, I don't want to play that. <laughs> um, yeah, right. But uh, Mario Strikers Battle League, their angry soccer game. Um, are you interested in that one at all? It's, it's yeah. got a lot of hype from like old school games yeah, yeah. media. Yeah, I like I like Mario Strikers. I've never I'll, played it. I'll, I'll I'll play the one on Switch. Okay, cool. Uh, we've also got Saints Row in August, August twenty third. Um, <sighs> I, I had a look at a trailer for this one. Well, it was a trailer that came out about five months ago. Um, when I was when I was thinking of this list, I. I don't know about this game. Like, I'm willing to be convinced by it, but I'm not convinced that it's going to get there. Like, I, I'm with you. The stuff we've seen looks so early and kind of rudimentary. And like, I want it to be okay if it can be. I want it to be fun if it can be, but I'm just not convinced it'll get there. Um, and then one I, I want to hear your take on, not Forspoken, because like, I'm not convinced on that game at all. Mm. But Gotham Knights in October. <laughs> Where are you on that game? I don't want to fucking play that. Really? Yeah, it's a live service game. It's not a live service game. Yes, it is. No, it's not. That's the loot one. No? Yeah, Gotham Knights has got loot. That doesn't mean it's live service. I don't care about loot in those games at all. And also, it's the team that made the Arkham Origins, I think. Yeah. And that one wasn't super great. I played... That's the only one of those games I didn't finish. Um, yeah, but that was like 10 years ago. No, I played it way more recent than that. No, no, I know, but I'm saying that game released 10 years ago. That team is different now. Yeah, yeah I know. I don't, like, look, I don't I don't really have particular interest in, hey, Batman's dead. Hey, guess what? He's not at the end of that game. Um, and, like, those characters and fighting mr freeze and i i just the 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 ingrained co-op experience in that is not really what i want from from those games really at all um well jeremy imagine you'd be playing with me would we be playing together i don't know i don't know i i just i like the idea of it honestly i kind of i like this sort of more open um level-based version of arkham I, I was like, I was directly put off by that trailer or those trailers. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I went back to it the other day because I was like, oh, I wonder what that fucking trailer looks like now that I sort of would be a little bit closer to it. And I still, and I watched it again. I was like, I just really don't have any, any interest in this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think that the changes they are making to that formula is going to want me to play another one. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm interested to see, especially since, like you said, it's that it's, it's WB Montreal um, who is making it. I do want to see what they can make when they're not under the 
the the the restraints of working within someone else's um creative playground yeah um so just having a look through uh games that's that right haven't- sorry that's right there's like levels and shit you like there's level levels, yeah Ugh. it's not a service game Ugh. but yeah it's a bit more of an rpg there's like there's 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 number indicators when there's damage numbers that's right. None of this stuff is needed. I, I didn't think that I watched... Horizon has damage numbers. Yeah, but that game at least always had damage numbers. <laughs> this isn't Arkham. This is different. Oh, come on. It's different. <laughs> it's the same thing. Nah, man. It's Arkham. Maybe. Nah, it's not. It's Arkham. Batman's dead. Batman's dead. When Batman's Batman dead, dies... There's a bomb that goes off under Arkham because they, they no longer need that place to generate content. I love the idea that Batman's dead in this game at the very beginning and that's the first thing to tell you and yet there's this other old man who you can't quite see properly who is telling you all the things that you need to do. Do you think Batman's not dead? What? Do you reckon Captain America's alive in the Avengers game? Uh, he's actually not. He's not? No, he's, he's dead. He's dead, right? Uh, and then, in terms of games that like have been announced, are probably coming this year, but don't have a release date. We've got uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Allegedly, we have uh, Bayonetta Three. We've got two. That, that game is coming out this year. Bayonetta. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll see. Uh, God of War Ragnarok. Skull and Bones is on this list. Oh no! <laughs> that game is um, never coming out. <laughs> Uh, all the PS5 versions of Resident Evil 2, 3, and 7, which is interesting. Uh, oh, yeah, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Don't have proper release dates for those, but those are ostensibly coming. They'll hit a release date no matter how good the game is. How about this, Jeremy? Are you going to drop everything for Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake? Oh, fuck that no. Got delo- that got delayed from a, a release date of like January, January last year and still isn't out. That game looked so bad. Yeah. That looked terrible. I uh, I really want to play it, but that's because I really played I played the first one a lot. Yeah, yeah, um, that, that makes sense. Oxen you don't want to play two. that one, you just want to play Prince of Persia. <laughs> yeah, I just want to play it again. This is yeah. a, hopefully a good way to do it. Yeah. Uh, Octopath 2? Uh, sorry. Pardon me. Oxenfree 2? Yeah, I'll play that. Yeah, I, it's not a, that's, that's not a, a slam dunk for me. Sonic uh, Frontiers? Mario, pardon? Sonic Frontiers? Eh. I, uh, <laughs> it's apparently really bad. <laughs> really? How do you yep. know that? Because some people were part of like a playtest. Oh. And they were like, oh, it runs really poorly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, we've got Marvel's Midnight Suns. I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm theoretically excited about that. I feel like it's the kind of game where I'm going to look at it and go, that could be fun and never play it. Yeah. Uh, you you Mario know have you? I know I haven't played XCOM. I need to. I need to give like two a go or something. Uh, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Rabbids 2. Mm. Yeah. Apparently that's quite different. Yeah. Um, what else we got? I think that's about it. Yeah, I got a Ragnarok. Pretty much. Four Guys Ultimate Knockout on Xbox. Yay. Um, oh, there's that 4X Dune game. Spice Wars. You lost me at 4X. You don't like 4X games? I'm too thick for them. 
Ask too fat. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was thick with a K, not two C's. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, Digimon Survive. What's this? Oh, I'm going to look at this after the show. Uh, Atomic Heart it. apparently comes out this year, which I want to play. I don't know what that is. I've posted the trailer for Atomic Heart so many times, and every time I post that, you're like, hey, what's this? And I'm like, you asked this last time. It's like the occupation. <laughs> yeah, but you don't mean to do it. <laughs> what is Digimon Survive Coming West in 2019? Written by Imran Khan in 2018. Why is this game not... What is this? Is it just the, like... Uh, I guess it's just the English release. Mm. That's bizarre. All right, everyone, we're going to call it here. Thanks so much for listening to us, for listening to the show, for hanging out with us, uh, listening to us sort of guess what we're going to do in the next couple of months. We've had a good time. Uh, We hope you did too. If you want to listen to more of this show, you can find all of our previous episodes on whatever podcast service you like to use. Uh, If you want to support us, you can give us a positive rating on whatever podcast service you use. Uh, You can also go to patreon.com slash miamapau if you want to support us monetarily. Uh, If you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, every time we post a new episode, the Minimap account uh, posts it there as well. So, you know, in case you've forgotten or you don't have it on auto-upload or you want to see what each episode's about or want to see a little clip out of each episode before you download it, that's there on the Twitter account for at MinimapAU. And Instagram and TikTok, same thing. And Instagram and TikTok, as we mentioned at the start of the show that I totally hadn't forgot. We're also there individually. Uh, I'm there at KJPalmer underscore 24. Jeremy. At Obi-Wan-Jez. You right there, buddy? I didn't know what you were asking. <laughs> I, had to, <laughs> I had to rewind a little bit and then play back to realize what you said. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Uh, and aside from that, that's that's about it, everyone. We know what next week's topic is going to be of the show. If you want to uh, have a think about it before we get there, it's going to be talking about where we play games and playing games um, on the couch compared to playing games at your desk compared to playing games portably. We're going to be talking about that, coming up with some interesting topics and questions within that uh so look forward to that uh we're going to think about it during the week uh but until then we'll see you next time